This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. I'm just going to make it a troublesome journey. So it's not that far, but there's always the opportunity for danger and abysmal failure in Ironsworn. So we have to <laughs> find out what happens. Well, hello and welcome back once again to Me, Myself, and Die. I am, as always, your intrepid GM host and player, Trevor DeVal. First of all, uh, be careful what you wish for, because you may get it, and boy did I get it. I asked you last time for names about uh, Vesleti's spear, and I was inundated with fantastic ideas, all of them so cool. But in any contest, there has to be one winner, and that winner is Joshua Sims, who gave us the suggestion of Ulvatan, which means wolf's tooth. So some of you have suggested some very interesting things about the name of the spear, but also the settlement, Wolfstone. And the thing I'm gonna go with, which is sort of cobbling together a number of your ideas, which is great stuff, really, really great stuff. Thanks so much, guys. Wolfstone derived its name because at some point in its past, a meteorite, a star fell from the sky nearby, perhaps heralded by the howling of wolves or something like that. And that of course gave the village its name of Wolfstone. The spear was forged out of the metal in that fallen star, in that meteorite. And it was said that the spear could pierce that which iron could not. And so therefore the spear was called Wolf's Tooth because it came from Wolf Stone. So anyway, a little bit of cool world building there. So thanks so much. The name of the spear is in fact Ulvatan, which means Wolf's Tooth. Some of you had also asked me about the name of the dragon. Very good question. I've included a link below in the comment section to an old, old, old dragon magazine that I use to determine the name of the dragon here. And the name of this dragon that is the uh, foe, the sworn enemy of... Uh, Arn's people is Thalgalos, and Thalgalos roughly in uh, its own language, I guess, means born of the air or born of the wing, that kind of thing. The reason is because in Ironsworn, there are no actual dragons. There's wyverns and there's worms. Worms are the closest thing, except that they have no wings. This one does. In my version of the Ironlands, dragons are not a species. They're not you know, ubiquitous, they're not divvied up into colors or breath weapons or anything like that. In fact, I'd say that Thalgalos could be unique. So when last we left Arn Kalapunki, he had successfully maintained his vow with his sister by dealing with Oddgear and had returned to the village of Swordbreak, having established a bond with them as well. I think that he spends a few days among the people of Swordbreak. He sups with them, he, he dines with them in their, in their feast halls, in their longhouses. He, he uh, gets to know the children, perhaps, that were uh, being held hostage in the barn. He um, accepts the gratitude of a thankful uh, village, basically, as well as, you know, tending to Dari and always returning to his bedside to make sure that uh, all is well there. Basically, what he's doing here is a sojourn. So he's basically taking some time to recoup, to, to replenish his supplies and his dwindling spirit stock, all this kind of stuff. So that's the first move that's gonna happen here. He's rolling plus heart, but plus one because of his bond, so he's rolling plus five. 10, that is a strong hit. 
On a strong hit, basically because of his bond, he chooses three of the following things. So the first one is Consort, which is plus two spirit. His spirit was at four, so now it's back up to its max of five. That is represented by him spending time at Dari's bedside and with the villages of Swordbreak as well. It boosts his spirits and gets him sort of back in the game, so to speak. He's also going to uh, provision himself, which means his supply goes from plus three to plus five, so he's back at max. So the villagers hit him out with enough food and supplies, you know, basic traveling gear that he needs. And of course, plan is plus two momentum. So I think that spending time with the village elders, you know, I need to get to this island. What's the best way to do that? And I think that they point him in the right direction. They basically say, because he did get a strong hit on that swearing of the vow. So I think that the village elders basically point him to a particular village on the coast that are, are, are known for being sailors and fishermen and stuff. Basically something that can get him across the water. That's going to increase his momentum, the planning, to plus five. Now, part of that planning is also dealing with his sister, perhaps for the last time and sometime, as she is preparing to take her people and, uh, or take her soldiers and go back to her people who are currently hiding in the caves as they make their way across the Ironlands, always and eternally evading Thalgalos. Dear sister, the time has come for me to go. The spear calls. I will find it, and I will find Thalgalos as well. You'd better do that soon, Arn. I do not know how much longer I can keep my people one step ahead of that foul beast. All I can promise, dear Jorun, is to do my best. Then, brother, that will have to suffice. And with that, he gathers his things, he bids his sister and the rest of the uh, Wolfstone militia a fond farewell and, and good luck. As I said, the, the, the elders in Dari are able to point uh, Arn to the, a, a village on the coast where he can go to perhaps secure transportation across the sea to the barrier islands. What is the name of that village? Hi. Hi, Mark. Oh, that actually kind of makes sense. High mark of the tide, right? Now, because Arn did succeed on his swearing of the vow and his sojourn was so successful, I think as part of the planning, basically uh, the elders of the villager are able to give him very, very accurate and uh, succinct directions to the village of Highmark. I don't think it's that far. Originally, this was gonna be a dangerous journey to get to Highmark, but I think because he did so well with these roles, I'm just gonna make it a troublesome journey. So it's not that far, but there's always the opportunity for danger and abysmal failure in Iron. So we have to <laughs> find out what happens. Arn says his final farewells to everybody and uh, gathers his gear and heads off south through the rocky cliffs and forests looking for the village of Highmark. So this should be fairly easy as it is a troublesome journey. You roll plus wits, but I'm setting off from a community with which I share a bond, so it's plus an additional one. So in this case, he's rolling plus three. The first leg of the journey. Arn gets up early in the dawn and proceeds off into the southern forests as the dawn's early light begins to pepper the tops of the pine trees with golden light. Plus three is six. That is a strong hit on Undertaker Journey. He makes good use of his resources and marks progress. What is the first waypoint that he reaches? A descriptor. 95. A civilized 77. A civilized forest. He encounters a civilized forest. I think what this means is that he, um, towards the end of the first day, he comes across a forester camp. 
It's more of like a, a series of cabins and such that the foresters use to stay in while they're out, you know, harvesting a bunch of resources. These are probably foresters that are associated with Swordbreak as well. And I think um, that he mentions Dari's name to them, and they, they know Dari because Dari and his men would have, at some point, taken advantage of the shelter that the, these, these particular cabins provide. That was a strong hit, so I don't think there's anything of perilous note that happens here. He basically spends a restful night um, among the foresters of uh, the, the cabins of these woods, and then the next day uh, gets up and, and uh, moves off again. He continues his journey the next day through the thick, tangled pine, alpine forests of the coasts of the Iron Land, known as the Ragged Coast. This is now just a straight-up plus-two roll for Undertake a Journey. Five. Ooh, well, that is a miss on the second day. See, I told you, Iron Sword is potentially dangerous, even as something as simple as undertaking a troublesome journey. Be waylaid by a perilous event. Pay the price. He's leaving this community of foresters behind. I doubt that there's anything dangerous in terms of, like, animals or creatures or bandits even around here. I, I, I doubt that's the case. So it's probably something else. I, I don't really know. Let's let's roll on the chart and just get a sense of uh, what what perilous event waylays him. Three, a person or community you trusted loses faith in you or acts against you. Well, could be sword break, but he just, he just did get a strong hit on his sojourn with them. So I don't think it's the people of sword break that are going to be responsible for this. But I do think that it is some of one or more of those warriors that were with Yorun. I think if we kind of flash back briefly to the barn where the warriors are looking on as Arn and Yorun have their initial conversation, I think that, you know, if this was a show, like a TV show, the camera would zoom in on, you know, one particular soldier's eyes as he, this one guy, absolutely blames Arn for abandoning them. This guy, more than anybody else, believed that Arn completely stabbed them in the back by abandoning his responsibilities. And I think that as Yorun takes her soldiers away, this guy also sees Arn splitting off by himself and decides this is his opportunity to enact vengeance on this guy. So this guy has broken off from the rest of Yorun's group and has pursued Arn alone through the woods to try and ambush him to really get Arn to pay the price for his, uh, his abandoning them. Okay, so Arn is moving through the woods. I think several hours have gone by now. He moves up to the top of a ridge and there he can see below him the wide, open, rugged fjord that, that spreads out like a, like a canvas in front of him. And there at the headlands of the fjord, way off to his right, like this is miles and miles and miles away, but he can see what appears to be small uh, fires, probably uh, cooking fires. That's probably Highmark. But as he's standing at the top of this cliff, looking down, you know, uh, uh, again, he's silhouetted by these this mass of pine trees behind him, the, the wind kind of blowing through his, his hair, and he's, you know, getting a, a good gout of fresh air, and he looks down way, 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 he can see the village of Highmark there. From behind him, this fella, his name is going to be... Uh, 66 of 4. Ormir. So as Arn is standing there, taking in the, the wide-sweeping vista of the open, rugged ford below him, from behind him, Ormir begins to stock up, and I think Ormir has murderous intent, and he's moving up. Now, here's the question. Is Arn aware of this? So, Arn is being ambushed here. We're going to enter the fray, and Arn has to roll plus wits to see if he can react in time to determine who has the initiative. This is plus two. 
Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so he's got a miss, which is really bad being ambushed. I think that I'm going to have Arn burn his momentum. Uh, I can't have him ambushed <laughs> too deadly. So he's gonna burn his momentum, which means that he's get, he gets a weak hit. He can either bolster his position or prepare to act. He prepares to act, which he takes the initiative, which means that he hears the snap of a twig behind him and he spins around and there he can see this young warrior with you know a, a, a spear in his hand, basically trying to creep up behind him. And he turns and I think for a second, he's, he's completely taken aback by this. He recognizes the, the guy, but he's like, Ormir, what are you doing here? I don't care what your sister says. You abandoned your people, and for that, you must pay! And I think he lunges with the spear at Arndt. Arndt has the initiative, so he can act first. I think he's gonna face danger. This is with speed, agility, or precision. He sees this coming, but he wee, tries to dive out of the way. So he is going to face danger using edge, which is three. Six is a strong hit. You are successful at take plus one momentum, so he's back up to three momentum. Ormir thrusts at him, but Arn is able to spin out of the way, which causes Ormir to sort of lose his balance. He's just about to spin around and raise the spear again. You know, he's he's crying out in a, in a murderous rage. Arn, shocked by this, but has his wits about him. He, he has the initiative still. I think now he's going to try and grab the spear and prevent Ormir from continuing to attack him. Ormir! What is wrong with you? Why are you attacking me? Stop this at once! So he now has to do his secure an advantage with iron. This is not really good. Arn only has a plus two iron. Trying to secure an advantage by grabbing the spear. Okay, well that is a weak hit. Not bad. Your advantage is short-lived. Take plus one momentum, so momentum's at four. But he is able to grab the spear at least temporarily because that was a weak hit now the initiative shifts to ormir so ormir fighting for possession of the spear is you know they're they're face to face basically you know you know wrestling for the spear your sister may have forgiven you but i never will you left us to die well now i will see that it is you who dies now i think he is gonna try and basically headbutt Arn to smash him in the face. Arn sees this, oh! And again, he's gonna face danger. Arn is gonna face danger to try and avoid this. This is an iron face danger though. This is a wrestling move to try and, you know, not uh, sustain damage this way. Again, not Arn's strong suit. Oh, but that will do it with an eight. That is a strong hit. He regains the advantage. His momentum goes back, uh, back up to five. He has the initiative. He's still got the spear as well. So I think he, he tries to twist the spear out of Orn's hand. Now he does technically share a bond with this guy. This guy is part of Wolfstone and his background bonds Wolfstone. So he still has a bond with this guy, even though the bond is being really tested here. So I think he still tussling with the spear. He says, he says to Ormir, Ormir, I left for my own reasons, but they were my own. I never intended any harm to come to you or to Wolfstone. But I have returned to undo the damage I caused, Ormir. You must give me a chance to undo it. Ormir, you must forgive me. I think that's gonna take Ormir by surprise. He did not expect that. This is gonna be a compel with heart, and he does share a bond, so it's gonna be plus five. Plus five is seven. The weak hit on compel. Ormir does 
kind of release his hold, his grip on, on the spear and kind of steps back a bit, allowing Arn a moment to grab the spear in his own hand. But they ask something of you in return. Envision what they want. Ormir stands there, really taken aback by this admission of guilt, which he did not expect Arn to do. You say you want to undo the damage you caused. How do you plan to do such a thing? Our home is destroyed because of you. Ormir, the spear is the key to defeating Thaugalos. If I find it, I can destroy the beast. Our people will no longer be hunted. That is why I am here. That is the vow that I swore to Yoron. Yes, I heard the pretty words you spoke, Arn. But I do not believe that you will stand by them. I do not believe that you will not run off again. And so, I will come with you, Arn Kalapuki, to keep an eye on you and make certain that you fulfill the vow to your people. Hmm, that's asking something of Arn. <laughs> Ormir, the vow I swore is of the utmost danger. I do not know what dangers I will encounter on the way to reappropriating the spear, but I can assure you, if you come with me, your life will be put in unnecessary peril. You should go back to Yoron, go back to our people. No, Arnkalapunki, you have scored a weak hit and therefore I am asking something of you and what I ask of you is to take me with you. In fact, I demand it. This is the price, so Ormir will now be journeying with Arn, but he's not gonna be a companion or anything like that. And if anything, this is gonna be a liability because now Arn is gonna wanna make sure that nothing happens to Ormir. Let's, let's find out some information about Ormir. We know what his goal is, is to keep an eye on Arn and to make sure that Arn fulfills his vow. Crazy, this guy's dead. <laughs> we know he's a soldier, so obviously he knows how to use weapons and can defend himself in a fight, but let's find out a little bit more about Ormir, the soldier. 29, he's proud. Well, that certainly makes sense. <laughs> this guy, for now, this guy will be Ormir. So, Ormir and Arn <laughs> continue the journey towards Highmark. Plus wits, plus two is five. That is ooh, a strong hit. So, when you undertake a journey, take plus one momentum on a strong hit. So his momentum goes up to six. Advantages of Wayfinder. And a strong hit means um, he reaches a milestone, which is another three boxes. Arn and Ormir begin to pick their way down the cliffside, slowly making their way down, grasping trees and rocks and everything like this. It's not like it's a sheer cliff down, but it's quite steep and it takes them uh, probably the rest of the day. They get to the, 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 the shale beach uh, by the end of the day and are able to make a, a, a simple camp there. I think that uh, that that evening as they're camped on the beach, Arn tries to engage Ormir in more conversation to find out, even even just small talk, to try and reduce the tension level. But Ormir has none of it. He's a proud soldier, and every time Arn tries to engage with any kind of conversation with him, Ormir basically just says, "I am not here as your friend, Arn Kalipunki. I am here as your judge." The next day, they continue their journey. Undertake a journey, plus wits is four. So that's going to be a weak hit. So a weak hit with Undertake a journey. You reach a waypoint and mark progress, but suffer supply. So he does mark progress. So that puts him up to nine, but it costs him supply. And I think that the supply is because, you know, when they stop for lunch, basically, Arn realizes that uh, Ormir is not eating a whole, a whole lot. 
Ormir. Where are your provisions? I did not expect to need them. My goal was to kill you, Arn, and return back to Yorum. So you have no provisions. And he kind of reaches into his pack and helps Kit out um, <laughs> Ormir with some provisions, which is why his supply goes down. Ormir, what did you expect to happen if you did kill me and then return to my sister? What were you going to tell her? I hadn't actually got that far. Far too proud to think things through, you see. <laughs> They're very close to the village of Highmark now. They can see it ahead of themselves. Let's have a look. Nine uh, is their number of boxes. This is a progress roll and... Oh! Okay! Ooh, this is a miss! So reach your destination on a miss. You have gone hopelessly astray. Your objective is lost to you or you are misled about your destination. Wow, okay, um, that's a problem. When they get closer to the village, they realize Arn sees that the fires, the smoke, that he originally thought was campfires, cooking fires, you know, the smoke coming from chimneys and longhouses, not so much. The smoke rises from the ruins of Highmark. It has been raised to the ground. It is nothing but a smoldering ruin. As they get closer, obviously this becomes apparent to them. And I think the first thing he's gonna do is look for any survivors. Gather information, searches an area. This is plus wits. Plus two with a five. Oh, that is a miss. Your investigation unearths a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth that undermines your quest. Pay the price. Well, first of all, there is nobody alive. There's nobody here at all. That's the obvious outcome to this failure. They're all either dead or taken. So here's a question. I'm gonna ask the Oracle on this. Is there enough bodies in the buildings on the beach to suggest that everybody was wiped out or are there fewer, which could suggest that some of them were taken captive? 51 or greater, they're all dead, but one to 51 and clearly there's not enough corpses, so therefore there must've been survivors. And it is in fact, this village could've easily housed several score people, and yet I only count maybe 30 among the dead. What does that mean? It means that the rest of the people of Highmark were taken captive by someone or something. Raiders? That would seem likely, but I do not know for certain. Here's the thing, being surrounded by this horrible, horrible scene of carnage I think is going to require I think this is gonna be an endure stress situation. This is this is really bad. Normal, I'd say it's too stress. Arn has seen some bad stuff in his day. For those of you who have uh, watched season one, you know that to be the case. So Arn has seen some things. So I think that the, his, his, he's just gonna take one, one spirit damage. He must also roll, uh, in this case, plus, uh, it's the same thing, plus four. See what happens as he endures the stress of this event. Oh no, oh no, this is a miss. So he also loses momentum from this, which means his momentum goes down to five. He's not at zero, so he doesn't have anything else to worry about. But this is having a big effect on Arn. He's looking around at the dead, and I think as he realizes these, these people have been taken captive, ooh, is this enough for him to swear a vow to get these people back? I don't know. His, his, he's got to find the spear. He's got to get to the islands, but his best shot were the people here the people of this village, and they're gone. If he finds them and rescues them, they still might be his best bet at getting to the barrier islands. They're, they're sailors, they're fishermen. So he needs to find out what 
happened to them. He knows they were taken captive. It's almost a sure thing that these were raiders. So 11 or more, and it was definitely raiders, and he sees signs of it. So 11 or more, and it was raiders. Yes, it was, in fact, raiders. So the question is, how is he going to deal with this? The raiders came by boat, and they obviously left by boat as well. He's kind of desperate here. Is he going to go after these people, or is there is there a small fishing boat? This is a fishing village. Chances are very good there's a fishing boat, but those fishing boats are not designed for extended voyages, certainly not to get to the barrier islands. I mean, that is crazy. Is there a fishing boat? Well, I think it's probably likely, 26 or more, that there's a fishing boat available. Absolutely there is. In fact, there's several fishing boats that were left unscathed in the battle. Does Arn make a vow to rescue these people, or, or does he just get in that boat? I think Arn is honor-bound, and I think that, I think, yeah, he's the kind of guy. I think in the, the center of this village, there's like a large iron post, and this is the place where people would come and they would, they would place their hand on the post and they would swear vows to each other to do all kinds of things. So I think that post obviously still exists. It's scorched and blackened, but it still exists. And I think that as Arn picks his way amongst the dead, he goes up and he can see, maybe he can see one of the fallen warriors of Highmark, you know, lying there with his, his you know, charred blackened hand still on the iron post as though he was in his last moment swearing a vow to get revenge on those who butchered his people. And I think Arn goes up and he, you know, carefully removes the hand from the the iron post, and he puts his own hand on that post, and he says, really, to whatever gods might be listening, be they fate, or even the, the restless spirits of the dead who may even now be, you know, picking their way across this charred uh, battlefield, I swear by this iron that I will find those who were captured in this raid, and I will return the people of Highmark to their home, or what is left of it. This I swear by my iron and by my blood. I'm gonna call this a dangerous vow. Rescue people of Highmark. And by doing so, it'll probably count as a milestone on his bigger quest because he needs to get to that island. He rolls heart, which is plus four, five. Well, luckily that is a strong hit. You're emboldened and it is clear what you must do. Take plus two momentum. His momentum goes up to seven. He is emboldened by this and so is Ormir. This is a noble and honorable thing you are doing, Arn. I will go with you and help you. Arn just sort of nods at him. It is clear to him what he must do. So this is gonna involve him trying to find any survivors that might have escaped. So he's gonna have to track through the woods for any evidence that somebody did escape. So he's gonna look all around, he's gonna look for blood trails, anything like that, leading off into the woods, leading up the, the, the bluffs, the, the cliff faces, that kind of stuff. So this is obviously going to be a gather information roll. We need to find any evidence that there were survivors of this attack. If there were, they could perhaps give us some useful information about who these raiders were and where they came from. The two of them begin to search the area for tracks. This is a plus wits roll. Six is a weak hit. The information you find complicates your quest or introduces a new danger in vision of what you discover and take plus one momentum. Momentum is now up to eight. So we find something helpful, but the information complicates your quest or introduces a new danger. So something helpful would obviously be finding a survivor, but something that complicates the situation would be, I don't know, like the survivor um, about to die before, before, they can, before he can talk. Yeah, I think let's go with that. So they do find 
uh, a trail of blood. And, uh, you know, the smoke is still rising from the ruins of Highmark, so this was a very recent attack. Arn and Ormir find a blood trail, and they follow it into the woods over rocks and, you know, past trees and things. You can see, like, a, a bloody handprint on one particular tree where, obviously, this wounded person had stumbled and, and arrested their fall by putting their hand up on the tree. So he follows that. You know, he finds bits of fabric and everything like this. Typical tracker through the wood stuff. But eventually he comes across maybe an older man who is lying there, uh, you know, covered in wounds, bleeding out like he's about to die. In fact, I think the complication is as Arn gets to him, the man sort of is, is on death's door and he kind of looks up at Arn and he, he says, ah, ah, and he recoils in fear, assuming that Arn is one of the uh, attackers. Do not be afraid, my friend. I am here to help. Please, allow me to tend your wounds. Ormer, there was a herb that I used before to heal Oddgear. It looks like this, and he gives him a description of it. See if you can find some. And I think the two of them immediately break off, looking at the bowls of trees in the underbrush, scouring the area for any kind of herb that will secure him an advantage. So let's see if he succeeds at that. Because Arn knows what he's looking for, I'm gonna call this an edge roll, because it's with uh, speed and precision. So this is gonna be plus edge to secure an advantage. Oh, okay, well nine is a weak hit. Your advantage is short-lived. Take plus one momentum. They return to the old man and he immediately gets Ormir to help him apply some bandages and staunch the, the bleeding and try and save this guy's life using these new herbs. His wits roll is plus two. So, okay, again, it's a weak hit. So he stabilizes, but he suffers minus one momentum. So his momentum goes back down to eight. So it was in fact the herbs that helped this because he got the plus one momentum for the herbs. So using the herbs, he's able to staunch the wound. He gets Ormir to build a small fire and to boil some of these herbs as a broth to be able to feed this guy to you know help him recover. But Arn is able to heal the old man, who of course has a name, Thorbjorn. He is able to stabilize Thorbjorn's wounds, and once Thorbjorn can sit up and speak a little bit, Arn asks him some questions. Tell me, who was it that attacked your village? They were raiders. They came across the sea. They attacked and took everything and everyone. This corresponds with what uh, Arn has already discovered. Can you tell me where they would have taken your people? For it is my intention to get them back. By the way, I think that finding this guy uh, rescuing the people of Highmark is going to count as a milestone on this quest. Is it time for a new gather information roll as he, as he interrogates this guy? I think it is. Is plus two. Uh, is three. <laughs> wow. Three is a strong hit on gather information. Momentum is now at the max. It is at plus ten. The old man tells him, Thorbjorn tells him, that the Vikings, the raiders, do live on an island, but it is not, in fact, one of the barrier islands. It is an island that is just kind of off the coast and typically hidden in low fog that permeates this part of the, the, the fjord and that he's very certain that that is where his people were taken. But he warns Arn that there are many of them and they are particularly bloodthirsty. We know this because of the results of the attack on Highmark. Their leader is a most savage, savage person? I wonder, you know, is, is this just a regular group of raiders or is there something else going on here? And the reason why I bring this up is because in the last episode, I talked about the details involving uh, Ursia and where she lives. We know that Ursia lived on one of the barrier islands and she lived at the edge of a ruined battlefield. Well, it is my inclination now, especially, that Ursia's ruined battlefield that she lives on was in fact, at one time, her home settlement that was attacked 
and raised to the ground, much as Highmark was. Which leads me to believe that the people who destroyed Ursia's village also were the ones that destroyed Highmark. And if that's the case, if Ursia's village was destroyed by these raiders, and Ursia went after the spear to cure an ill. I don't think that the ill she was curing was actually trying to heal someone. I think the ill she was curing was the plague of raiders that were coming after her village. But if they were just regular Vikings, regular raiders, she wouldn't need some mythical spear. So they had to be led by something much darker. What is the name of the leader of these raiders? Hogvendil is the leader of the raiders. Now here's the question. Is my theory correct? Is Hogvendil some sort of supernatural entity that Ursia needed the spear to defeat? I'm gonna call this likely. So 26 or more. And this is in fact the case. 71. Great. So the vows are tied together. <laughs> what is this guy? Let's look at our Iron Sworn book here to see if there's anything that might fit the bill in terms of an enemy. Oh, that's kind of cool. So here in the Delve book, there is a foe called a husk, and a husk is what remains of an Ironlander whose body, mind, and soul are hollowed out by dark magic. Their drives are to become more powerful, make others suffer as they have, and restore their former self. I think that Hogvendil is a husk, and Ursia knew that the only way that she could think to destroy this creature was with a legendary weapon. So she herself went on this big, big quest to recover a weapon. She, she found the spear in order to destroy this husk. So the results of the Gather Information Roll is that Thorbjorn is able to inform Arn that Hogvendil, this terrible supernatural creature driven with a lust for power and, and, and to cause suffering much as he himself had endured in life, is leading this group of raiders and that they, they strike without warning and they attack without mercy. They take captives, but not because they want to enslave the captives or turn them into thralls or anything like this, but rather because Hogvendil the Husk derives such sick, evil pleasure out of torturing and killing the captives of his raid. Which means that the people of Highmark are in big trouble and Arn has to get to them if he's going to save them very soon. This is going to be tough. Because the next question is, did Ursia succeed in her vow? That was a question I had. Did, he, did she succeed in her vow of defeating uh, Hogvendil? The answer is obviously no. She did not succeed. Because if she did, this attack on Highmark wouldn't have happened. So the question is, where's Ursia? And what happened to the spear? What happened to Ulvatan, the spear? Is it possible? that the spear is currently in the possession of Hogvendil himself because Ursia failed in her vow to defeat him. Maybe Ursia herself is in fact a captive of said husk Hogvendil. But one thing is for sure, Arn now knows that he needs to get on a small fishing boat. <laughs> I know that you are gravely wounded, Thorbjorn, but in order to save your people, Myself and my companion here need your help to get across the water to the island of Hogvendil. You are an experienced fisherman. Can you take us there? Is Thorbjorn too wounded to be able to help? 
No, he's not, because 51 or greater is a yes. I am wounded, gravely, it is true. But my people's lives, their very souls hang in the balance. Come, I will take you to one of my fishing boats, and I will take you to this island, though death may await us all there. So they go back down to the ruins of Highmark, where Thorbjorn pulls out from one of the small boathouses, a small but sturdy fishing boat. The three of them clamber in and push off from the shore, heading towards the small island, enshrouded in fog at the edge of the fjord, where Hogvendil, the husk, and his raiders currently have the people of Highmark captive, and also might have Ursia and possibly even the spear. But that resolution, as well as many other resolutions, will have to wait till next time. Thanks so much for joining me, and be sure to tune in next time to see what happens with Arn and his two companions as they make their way towards this mysterious island on me, myself, and die.